Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. It's passing over day today. And uh, that's that was not by design, though. I just happened to be... Two minutes yeah, well, we got into a debate in the back about, you know, betting on blame to beat Zenyatta, which was crappy. But both my friends back there did it. And then uh, um, talking about comments that Kenny made yesterday, which, to be candid with you, I hadn't heard. Um, wow. Uh, you know, y- y- there's a couple things that... that I've got to say here. Um, what what soundbite was it? Uh, we were talking about him coming out and saying he can't win with five scorers on the floor, something along those lines. Which, and then did he did he actually say at the press conference he thought Zan was going to have a heart attack out there? Did he actually say that? That's, uh, what, that's what they say. Because you know, lots of concern that he doesn't look like he's in you know the greatest shape. And, um, uh, 
you know, we we went through the the Rick Pitino years here, where the coaches had to be, you know, have body fat. This is what he said: five percent about Zane getting Zan. Zan, sorry. Well, I knew that we had to defend. Um, I thought that, you know, Zan could come in. Same with Hersey, the same with D'Lo, the same with whoever I put in the lineup and just give me solid minutes defensively. Thought he did a decent job. Um, I say it all the time, if you got a jersey on your back, I'm not afraid to put you in there and let you play. Um, Again, I don't need guys to knock it out the park. I need guys to be solid on the defensive end, make shots hard, talk, communicate, and react to what's going on on the court. That's not really hard to do. Well, it's harder than, than it looks, apparently. Um, but, but I, you know, it, he, there's two things at work here. One, he is honest to a fault. Like, if he really said about, he was afraid Zan was going to have a heart attack, that's, <laughs> it's his own sense, I guess, he would get away with it. But, yikes. I mean, you know, but I, I'm sure that's what he thought. Zan has gone from playing no minutes. Now he goes to starting the game. You're all amped up, and he's running, and, you know, and so maybe he actually said that. And if he did, then um, he's honest to a fault. He really is. I mean, he gets in trouble when he says things that that, that people don't want to hear. He doesn't, he doesn't play the media game very well. That, that's, that, you know, whatever. But And the other thing is, I know that he doesn't – it's not only he says he's honest to a fault, but he also doesn't say exactly what – maybe I'm giving him the benefit of too much doubt, but I, I think he's he's saying something that is not exactly as it sounds. As an example, I, you know, I, I don't need five scorers out there. I need guys – what he's talking about is, yeah, it, he can't have five guys out there who have the, the just a scorer's mindset. Like a Dennis Rodman, you know, could never score. I mean, he scored by accident, but he was determined to get every rebound in the game and not let his man ever score. That You could use a guy like that, especially at the beginning of the game, if you're trying to set the tone defensively. And he's saying he's right in the sense that usually when guys who are not normally starters start the game, the one thing that they do is they bring, it's almost a nervous energy. They're defending and they're scrambling and they get rebounds and it hasn't worked out that way. So that's what he I think is trying to say but I'm not doing it to apologize away or explain for him or anything I'm just saying I think that's what he means there but it's not helping that um, you know people are disgruntled about so many things and his son does look like he's not in the best shape to be quite honest with you and um, and it you know they've gotten off to bad starts although this was not really a bad start weren't they only down like five with ten minutes gone or something I think it was close so but anyway it's it is tough and, and, I, and I've got to say this you know, I, I'm very sensitive about a number of things. One, people ask, I don't technically work for the university. I work for Learfield Communications and and uh, and uh, Union Broadcasting. Those are the two employers here, and I work for ESPN, but I work here for those two. But it's not it's not naive. The university gets approval over their announcers. So, you know, if, you, if Learfield said we want to make, you know, Nick the new play-by-play guy for football or something, they would have to approve it the 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 university of louisville would have to do that that makes sense that's true that's the way it works at all the programs so i do and i know that they're my friends i don't want to alienate people i'm not trying to be nasty so i'm I'm sensitive to that and i'm sensitive to i really like kenny i'm not trying to circle the vultures that's not my goal it's not my place i don't hire and fire i'm just doing a broadcast but i have to tell you that um you know, I, I do sometimes think maybe I'm going too far because, well, it would be unpleasant if he you know, was moved out of this position. 
I mean, he's going to have made probably in the last two years more money than many of you are probably going to make in your lifetime. Many of our listeners, and I don't know, maybe I didn't total up, but maybe me. It's a lot of money. And my guess is he's not going to walk away with nothing. So he's, he's and, and that's not enough. Money is not enough. The one thing I've learned when you go through heart attacks and cancer is money is not everything. But it, but it's, it helps. It helps. There's no question, but it's not everything. And so you, you, uh, you look at the other things. And I look at, this is a man who is universally, he really is, incredibly well-liked. We should all have so many friends. We go on the road, and there are people coming out of the woodwork after the game to come and hug him and tell him they haven't seen him in a while, and we love you, and, and it's genuine. And, and he's true to himself. He is a very spiritual guy. He's very committed to his faith. You know, if you lived your life, I don't care what you do. You sell paper like it on the show The Office. You're a basketball coach. You're, you drive a truck. You're a lawyer. I don't care what it is. If you can walk around and, and, and say that you are, you are surrounded by good people who are your friends, you're true to your faith and your beliefs, you've, you've tried your best to do what you're doing, you've got plenty of money to provide for your family uh, and your children, you've done a pretty damn good job. And so, that, you know, in that regard, he's done all those things. But so for that reason, you know, I, I, I try and remind myself of that because, this, the, yes, the fact of the matter is it's not working. It's, it's not close to being where it should be. It's, it's, you know, I keep bringing it up but because I think it's very important that you have – you can't just – you can't, you can, of course, do anything, but you shouldn't. How about that? Just say, well, I, you know, this guy's got to go. That guy stinks because you don't like him or you, you, you know, you just, you're, you're mad because Ted at the water cooler gives you crap because his team's good and your team is struggling. It's not a reason. But the reason is how are you evaluating? How are you evaluating? And when you evaluate, I've said this before, it's got four stages. I'm, you may be tired of hearing it, but but that's the truth. That's how, I, that's how I evaluated when we were trying to rebuild programs, and that's how I evaluate other coaches doing their job. You got to be competitive, you got to improve, you got to win, then you got to maintain winning. And there's definitely by halfway through your second year, you should at least be have mastered the competitive phase. And they're not. And then and so improvement is marginal in that regard. They're not much more competitive. They, they may be better than they were last year, but they still haven't gotten to the level of being consistently competitive. So, And we don't see much going on in the recruiting front, so there's no place to really hang your hat. So I, I get it. I'm sorry. That's the reality of it. So I don't know what would change or what could change to, to change that, but that's kind of where they are. And so um, it's not fun for anybody. It's certainly not fun for us. I don't. I feel bad every time i got to go in and ask questions. I mean, I don't know. You know, some questions are – even if you don't mean them to be pointed, they sound like they're pointed, but they have to be asked. You know, why'd you do that? Why didn't you do this? Uh, that's what you would ask anyway. But, um, you know, when, you, when you're doing it um, and it's after they've won, they've won, they've won 20 percent of their games right now in the two years here. Ten and 40 is, is even 20 percent. And I've been through some rough goes and I know how painful it is to win 35 percent of your games 30 and 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 that's almost twice as many as they won here so I mean I'm just saying I get it and they're not they're just not uh as competitive I but I again I don't I he's not helping it any because I do think what he's trying to say it's one of those things where you could say well I don't agree with it but it makes sense is he wants it's his son you would think your son's going to go in there and do exactly what you ask him to do that's what coaches kids do so I'm going to get in he's going to defend he's going to rebound he's going to you know run in transition and I don't know he doesn't look like he's in the, the greatest shape it's hard when you haven't played a lot 
it's just you know you you're not getting a lot of running in two nights a week when you have games and then you got a mandatory day off so you're only really getting a run in you should tell i understand well those days that they play and he doesn't get a lot of playing time he should work out and you know he should be working out on his day off that's all true but i mean it's also human nature doesn't always work that way so um you know there's 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 that going on so i i i thought about this and and i've never people want to know about like behind the scenes so this is, I've never been quite candid, this candid, but I believe it or not, I think it's telling and relevant to kind of like what we're talking about with, with Kenny. And that is, those of you know, the guy who used to do the show, first he was on before me, and then he was on after me, Andy Sweeney. Andy is a guy that I really believe when we started together, I don't think he respected me very much as a radio guy, and I don't think he particularly liked me very much. Um, I didn't know him that well. We worked for a short time together at 93.9 when it was our affiliate before it went to music and then came back to the, you know, the, 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 our, our station again. And I think what evolved is uh, he has a very different philosophy of how he does radio. And he's very knowledgeable. He listens to New York radio. He's, he's, he, he is very, very in tune with the way modern sports radio is going. And so what I think has evolved is I think as we got to know each other better, I don't think he particularly liked my show. I don't think I particularly liked his show, but I respected him as a person. And I think he began to respect me as a person. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he left and thought that guy's a complete bozo, but uh, I don't think so from just talking to him. And I think it's because at least from my end, I don't want to speak for him at all. I'm just telling you from my end. I try and evaluate what it is the guy's trying to do, and I evaluate it based on that. And I because the only reason I'm basing this is we had a conversation about this once. His show is not for my audience, and my show is not for his audience. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's as he would tell you, that's a good thing. Radio stations that have one sound the whole day get boring. I mean, people don't unless they're political, you know, you just want to turn it on and hear them bash the left or bash the right or something. But that's not what this is. This so that they want something a little different. I don't like um, to just be trying to find confrontation, everything heads or tails, you know, that whole thing analogy I give all the time, you know, you want to start a phone, let's light up the phones, heads or tails, what would you call, you know, and that, that seems to be silly to me. And I don't like um, when the humor comes just by making fun of people, other people. A lot of the stuff we do here is self-deprecating. I mean, what I consider teasing Nick self-deprecating. He's my son. He does that back to me. And we talk about how goofy the show is and that kind of stuff. Um, that's not his style. And that's not the way a lot of modern uh, sports radio is. You're, you get on and you pound your chest and tell people that how much you know and you're smarter than everybody else, basically, and laugh at all the things that go on. It's not how we do it. And that's fine because, you know, as I said, they've been lucky enough to let me do the kind of show that I've wanted to do, which is silly in a lot of ways but when we talk sports we talk it seriously I, I guess if i could sum it up is you take the show you take the topic seriously but you don't take yourselves so seriously i don't think what we're saying is so important so unbelievably important and there's a lot of talk show hosts especially sports radio show hosts that act as if they're giving the state of the union address every time they open their mind every time they open their mouths and I just I can't roll that way. So it, it doesn't it, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. So but so what's that got to do with with Kenny and the team is that it's consistent 
and again, I've actually consciously thought about this when I do games. Like there's a there's a, a good friend of mine who's an analyst who I like very much personally, and he brings good stuff. But I just I watched him do a game Saturday, and I almost had to turn it off. I've never heard an analyst say the word I so often. I I do I do this I do that I would look for this I would I I mean you're not coaching the game dude you're observing the game oh, absolutely and it drives me nuts and but that's your brand you know that and it's the same thing it's, it's you know uh, uh, Andy's got a brand where I get that but you can ask me and I will tell you why do you talk why are you talking about food so much immediately because I don't that's I don't take what I don't take myself that seriously. We're talking about games, and that's the same thing. We're talking about Kenny like it's life and death. I get it. It impacts a lot of people in this city. But if the fact of the matter is he has to move on, he's going to be fine. He's a good person, and he's loved, and he's got a great family, and he's got enough money to live comfortably for five lifetimes. And, and, and you know, if it didn't work out here, it didn't work out here. But I also am not going to take glee at it or mock him or say nasty things. He's a good person. You know, it, you know, if you put me in charge of the biology department at Louisville, I would try awfully hard. But I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And that's a, I'm not implying that he's as in, you know as unequipped to coach the basketball team as I would be to run the biology department. But it's a rough analogy about you know you just you look at. At, at what the guy's trying to do and and look at the big picture and that's all i'm trying to do and that's uh that's kind of the whole thing uh a texter so oh, let's see this should be snarky i think let's see it could be uh oh andy did like your show and he loved you he would just admit that you all had did different shows okay well that's very nice of you listener i wasn't aware of that my ins- insecurity coming through i don't know i just uh uh you know that's just how it is but it's just but i meant uh, you know he is uh, uh, and Nick will tell you this. I admired the fact that I admire people that are trying very hard in their career. And he he listens to sports radio in other cities, and he tries to learn. And he he very much listened to listen. You can you can hate New York if you want to, but it is the media capital of the world. And he was dialed into the New York. He knew more about the New York hosts there than I did. I mean, and so that's good. That's how you do your job. And so and he was willing to pull the trigger and move to Indianapolis. So. Uh, Good for him. How's his baby, by the way? Do we know? Good. Good. Uh, Nikki posted a photo. Oh, that's nice. It's adorable. Yeah, I meant to send him a note. And see. Cute little chubby baby. Yeah, it's adorable. Well, uh-oh, you're trying to say she's not in shape? Baby's <laughs> no, not in shape? It's just saying it's adorable. It's a baby. I think you're implying the baby's not in shape. No, it's not what I'm doing at all. Texas says, Bobby oh, we love v. Andy. Love, love the Bossa Nova. Thank you. It's Bossa Nova Day. Beautiful. We played so much of it. Well, because I was busy arguing with uh, Fred. No, actually, I was learning about Kenny's comments. I didn't know that he said those things. Love the Bossa Nova Day. Beautiful. My wife is Brazilian, so we used to go twice a year, and today makes me feel like I'm there. Well, aside from the Kenny Payne discussion. (laughs) That's a good line. Uh, Rio, despite the unwarranted, in my opinion, negative perceptions regarding crime, is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. There's a very large paisano. I do know that. There's a lot of Italians in Brazil. I do know that. I know that. I'll tell you how I know that in a minute. Um, keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Yeah, my, my assistant from St. Francis was one of the great guys. It, it influenced my sense of humor because Brooklyn's sense of humor and he's a he's Brooklyn through and through this kid, Glenn kid. He's God must be his mid fifties now. Glenn Thomas uh, is high school coach in Brooklyn right now. Co- coaches at uh, uh, um, Franklin Roosevelt High School. Um, he's married to a Brazilian woman, and uh, the, he's visited there. And he's sending me, you know, he sends me notes and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I do. I'm a little bit familiar with the. Not one of the countries I have visited though. Not been to. Uh, 
Brazil. Uh, I'd like to visit. Everyone's pretty there. Yeah, not everyone, but many. No, everyone's pretty. Oh, they were getting on me today for defending the coach. Okay, again, then they're not listening. So that's fine, because I don't listen. I don't listen. To, I can't stand sports radio, so <laughs> just be perfectly honest. Like it's, unless you guys no, 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 no. To no, clarify, you well, can't stand a certain style well, of I, sports I, I, radio. For you to say that means you're not listening, because I'm not defending the coach. That's, that's, I mean, it's just, I, I explain what coaches do. And that's what I do. I don't do it with Kenny. I do it with everybody. I do it with everybody who's out there because that's my bleeping job. I'm not hiring. I'm not firing. They didn't consult me when they gave Hubert Davis the job at Carolina. They didn't consult me here. So I'm trying to explain what's going on. And when you do that, unless you come on, and I guess they ripped the crap out of him. So unless I do that, ergo, it's that old argument. Unless you're advocating what I'm advocating, there's one of two things. You're an idiot. Or you're arguing against me. And in my case, I know I'm not an idiot. And I know that I'm not arguing against anybody. I'm merely doing what I try and do. I did at the Texas Baylor game. I do here. I'm trying to explain what the guy's doing. And when I don't understand what they're doing, I say that. And so that's it. And I, and when I, 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 when I when Kenny said what he said, I think that he was saying what people like the NBA would say about Dennis Rodman. They couldn't care less that he didn't score. But he was one of the great defenders. And re- the problem is they don't have anybody who's a great defender. And anybody who's a great rebounder. And so, but that's all I'm saying. So, you know, they can do what they want. It makes them use them not listening anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, and, and that's why I don't listen. I just, I just, I can't stand artificial confrontation. There's enough stuff to fight about, like uh, sidewalks, donuts, uh, uh, microphone donuts running away from yeah. running away. Thank you. I'm happy to hear that because that's what I liked. Um, you know, so so uh, I, I you know that's that's and 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 that's what sports radio has become. So I just you know uh, the by the way the most impressive Philly that is turning out to be a great poll is very close. Yeah, Zenyatta and Rachel Alexander uh, are tied at 27 percent. And, Did they uh, ever genuine risk and winning colors, uh, twenty two and twenty four percent respectively? So everybody in the twenties. You know what? Got a good one. You know how I am. I like to do all sorts of these. I took all of the triple crown winners. Remember that we did it on the air, and we got the guy to announce it. Remember? Oh, you weren't here yet. I took one of the my 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 uh, rate my sports sims, and I played. Uh, all of the I ran a race. There's a game called the Thoroughbred Racing Game, mm. and I raced all of the Triple Crown winners against each other. Oh, that's pretty cool. And we had. I mean, Secretary had to have won. No, right? he didn't. What? I don't think he did. Man of War. Oh, oh no, and I think I put Man of War in there also, even though Man of War didn't win. The right, 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 right. He got he got a special sponsor, special bid, sponsors sponsors exemption. Right. Um, but. Uh, um, that would be fun to take all these great Phillies. They're all in the game. I know that. And uh, put them in and see who would win that race. That'd be good. I have to look it up. I don't remember. if It's it's so many years ago. I don't remember Secretary. Can you guys War. crack that door? It's hot as balls in here. No. Please? Thank you. Um, Senyata. Let's see. I'm just trying to see here. Senyata. Senyata. Did Senyata. When was. When, where, did their. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Take a second. Uh, 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 <laughs> what happened? 
like all the words I, tried to I, come I, out at the same time. I, I am I am radio professional. That's what I do. Professional at talking. Good, am I? I'm professional talk radio radio talker. I was just trying to figure out did their careers overlap? Zenyatta and Rich alive? I think they did. I thought they did. Remember, I know they were very close. And one was Zenyatta's overall record. That you know now I'm going to do that. Now I'm excited to do that. I got to go figure out where I got the thoroughbred racing game, and then I'm going to try and. Uh, find that list, and we're going to, as we get closer to Derby, that'll be something to do. Too early to do that now. Uh, well, I know I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to throw it out there, but uh, all-time Vism. Well, I mean, I just, I don't want to do this, but I am in, <laughs> oh, this is awful. Are you going to make me say it? Don't, don't. They shouldn't say it, right? No, don't. Yeah, but how do you know you're not an idiot? Don't. How do you know? Well, how do you measure it? Yes, how do you measure it? Usually IQ. Okay. But people say, like, I've got a high IQ, too. I know that's going to piss some people off because well, it goes against idiot. the brand. But but you're not in it. That's the whole I point. know. But, but see, the thing is, now nowadays, in, in for better or for worse, you know what people would say? Well, that's not an accurate way of measuring well, that's intelligence. because uh, the world have, collectively has gotten yeah, exactly. stupid. Now lying is excellent. Forget about it. Used to be lying was like something that you did like, you know, surreptitiously. And then, you know, got to be something you giggle about. Now you're just proud of it. It's just like, I'm proud of, of ignoring any kind of facts. <laughs> that's how the world works. The more facts you ignore, the smarter you are. I had a guy once, this is absolutely true. He wouldn't be listening anymore because we had a falling out. He once told me he didn't believe in evolution, which is fine if you don't. Don't get See, this is what I mean. You believe what you want to believe. But to offer this as evidence, it would be like, I, I don't believe in evolution because uh, Twinkies never go stale. What the hell are you talking about? That, I mean, that's, that's what this was like. He actually I said feel like to that's me, actually a compelling argument. <laughs> he was like, I don't believe in evolution because I've, I've, never, Misguided, se- I've but- never seen anything come out of the swamp and then get up on its back legs and start walking toward me. I was like, dude, do you understand how evolution at least – do you understand at least the theory? That does nothing to disprove the theory. Tiny, tiny little increments in development take hundreds of thousands of years. Well, millions, actually. No, I said tiny, tiny little ones. Even oh, they, yeah. But, but any kind of significant thing does take millions of years. So this guy thought like he'd start his golf round, and by the end, he would see, you know, a couple of frogs just hop up and say, hey, Tommy, <laughs> tadpole. Tom, hey, Tommy, how you doing? <laughs> Tadpole's giving, giving putting advice. It breaks a little bit to the left. <laughs> Is that frog smoking? Yes. Well, that's how, that's the, that's, you know, that's one of the great far side cartoons. The reason dinosaurs really became extinct. Oh, yeah, well, they're all smoking. They're all smoking cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Larson was a genius. Oh, uh, we got some. Uh, you want to see another great series? We, by the way, another we, great series. Go ahead. We have we have ammunition today. We have a three with V. We have Neil Knuckles Greenberg coming up in one forty. Uh, it's a it's Tuesday. It's a big league haircut V steaks. Oh man! Oh man! You know, five oh Tuesdays haircut ticket of two or more five dollars off. Big league haircuts bring the whole family. Beautiful thing. Two area locations. So we got that going for us. Um, we also have Seth Greenberg joining at 2.30. And I don't know how we're going to get a race in. Well, we can do one between 2 and 2.30, okay. but uh, Seth might be a little mad at me. Well, what'd you do now? I bumped him yesterday for Dana O'Neill. Well. And he said, well, she is an expert after all. And so, Wow. Yeah. Da- yeah. Da- <laughs> 
<laughs> Seth, God bless him, is a Long Island guy like me. The sarcasm is just always but da- I mean, right he, at the surface. But Dana is, you know, a good, a good guess. But yeah, no, he was a little, I think he was a little. No, I'll tell him, did you write a book? No, but no, he'll start answering. Did you write a book? You know, Please don't. Did he's, you write a book? He's one of, I was Did sick. you write a book? I was sick yesterday. He's written two books. He has? Mm-hmm. How many books have you written? I mean, she's written two books. Yeah, you've only written one. One book, yeah. Yeah, you need to write the other yeah. one. No, I've written it. You lazy bastard. I've written it. It's done. But I just, it's got to be organized. Are people, are, yeah, are people, are people reading it? Ergo, it's not done. So, How many have you written it, Yogi Berra? None, but I'm not, I'm not trying to be an author. Actually, I could be an author. Right. I'd write some great stories. Again, I, let's go. Let's celebrate Nikki Cass. Because uh, oh, yeah. people who don't know, Nicky is his guy. He's a real. That's a real guy. Nick Cassano grew up in Nyack, New York. Was a very good baseball player. Played college ball. Little guy. Played. Where did he play in college? Do you know? He played a small college. I uh, yeah, I want to say because he was references D2. himself. Yeah, I think he was D two. He was a second baseman, and uh, but he does these videos that I think are funny for anybody, but especially if you like. Well, some people just think the New York accent itself is funny. That's why Nicky DeBoot is popular here. And he does, he exaggerates it. Uh, he, does, he has a little New York accent, but he exaggerates it because he grew up, he still lives, I think, in an Italian household. And he does all the characters in this drama that are, it's so ridiculously funny. It's so creative. He's come up with all these characters. I don't even want to give it away. Just get caught up to speed. He does all these videos in his backyard where sometimes he's portraying hockey players, football players. Started with baseball players. That's what got my attention because he was mimicking baseball players. And I was like, oh, i got to send this to Jamie. This guy's hilarious. And then I got into the rest of it. He's hilarious. SUNY New Paltz. Oh, okay. Division three school upstate New York. Um, he is, uh, uh, but he is so funny and he's Italian and he does, he does his grandfather who talks with a big thick Italian accent and he has his father, he does him and his neighbor, his neighbor is always trying to figure out why he's in his backyard doing all these crazy things. And he's talking to his wife who's off camera. She's, he's Italian too. And so he's like, Diane, look at this kid. It's, um, very funny. So give that a little love. Um, uh, you, know, you know what? Somebody said that. I think this guy's saying what crossed my mind. Uh, I wonder if Seth, how the, what would the people react to if Seth got the job here? You know, he never got a bid at Virginia Tech, but he should have gotten a bid. He got screwed at least a few two times, years. Yeah. And, and he's won every place he's been, and he's really a tremendously hard worker and a very personable guy. Um, and he's, he was a good recruiter. Um, I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he's. I don't know if he's going to be remotely considered. I don't know if he's remotely interested, but um, he's, he would be he would do fine. I think you're going to ask him that on the air. No, mm. I wouldn't ask him on the air because that's not right. Because the guy still got a job here. That's what I mean. You don't do that on the air. You know, you, there's there's a fine line. You say, what's the difference? You're talking about it, and I would say, a why are you talking like you're from New York? You grew up in in, uh, in you're from Oklahoma, bro. You, you grew up in Elizabethtown. Why are you doing that? And B. Um, I don't know what B is. I have no B. Um, so there you go. Uh, so there's that. Oh, but here's the other thing. There's a, there's a we got I got fodder for We Want to Know Wednesday coming out the wazoo because I just started watching this show. And it's a series, not a show. It's a it's a series. And it is called The Toys That Shaped America. Love that show. You've seen it? Yeah, I started watching it. How do you know about and, it? And, and, well, that because they, I think the same people that did that did the movies, 
that made us. And I haven't watched all of them. For oh, both, my but God. I've seen a handful the, of video. Uh, the stories behind how these things came about are unbelievable. We watched the one about Lego. I haven't watched oh, I haven't the one gotten about a Lego yet. Did yet. you see the ones on board games? Because, you know, that's my favorite. Yeah, no, no, I haven't watched The one on yet. video games? No, the, the oh, whole, the whole video. I, I've watched the, the whole video game series. That's the only one I've watched. Um, I forgot what that one's called. It's like it's not game over. I forgot what it's called, but yeah, where they go through Pong. They started with the very first ones. They started yeah. with do- with Barbie and how Barbie got started, which is a fascinating story itself. And then GI Joe came into being. GI Joe is the reason we use the term action figures because right. they wanted to sell GI Joes, and they said we can't sell dolls to boys. And they said, so what can we call it? And they bandied stuff about, it and they came up with action figures, and then that's been lasting ever since. Um, they, I'm going to start a collection, by the way. I'm going to. I want to get the fir- the original twelve GI Joes. Oh my God! You better get a third job. No, yeah. I mean I don't need a mitten box. You know, it, it, it's, it's fascinating. The, 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 there's there there's so much luck to be quite honest with you involved with the people who make it super big, but there's also incredible perseverance and determination and creativity and and again come full circle to luck. Did, did you know that? They brought, um, they brought the the um, the Star Wars brand to Mattel. They brought it to Mattel. Yeah, right. And the guy turned it down. Yeah, and they went with the Kenner, Kenner instead. Yeah, and then Kenner and then Mattel spent ten years trying to figure out, and they got they were very. But again, they fell on their face. They were trying to do things. They did a thing called what was the movie that they did? Um, uh, they did. Uh, oh, I know it was. They did. It was a TV show Battlestar Galactica, which became very popular. And so now they were like, "Hey, we saved the company. We got our answer to Star Wars." Um, this should be on We Want to Know Wednesday, but it's. Yeah, it's so entertaining. And and then what happened is Battlestar Galactica got um, canceled. And so then they said they, they had this action figure made. It's fascinating to watch how they, the guy talks about it. They took these little figures from like these infant toys and they have exacto knives and they were cutting them and, use, and using putty and reshaping them. And, uh, and they had this new figure and they got excited. And so they said, well, we need to partner it because Star Wars, the lesson was you got to get a movie. You got to have a movie to go with it. So they made this very buff guy and they found out that whichever studio was making Conan the Barbarian like oh my god this is perfect we're going to turn a Conan they got a whole ad campaign rolled out for Conan the Barbarian and so they show and obviously it's a recreation but the guy who's playing the part of the executive he's all settled in his chair and he's talking to everybody about how exciting a day this is going to be and they show the movie and there's naked women all over the place <laughs> <laughs> it is, and the most graphic violence. And he all of a sudden his face is, and he gets on the phone. And he says, "We got a problem," and so they can't identify with that. So what he did, though, this is what I mean. How smart this was. They said, "I don't know if you know about this." They had a TV show on Hot Wheels. It was around Hot Wheels. The show was called Hot Wheels or whatever. Oh, really? And the oh yeah, and the Hot Wheels overtook matchbox cars as the little small car they were rolling. And the FCC came out and said, that's not fair. Basically, what you're doing is you're running a half-hour commercial. You can't do that. So they wouldn't let them do it. And the Hot Wheels car, the show got taken off. When Ronald Reagan got elected, they rescinded that law. And so this guy was smart enough to know that. And so he said, well, you know what? That worked last time. Let's try it again. So that figure that they had for Conan. I bet it became He-Man. That's exactly what it became. And they started it. 
Then they started the whole line. In the comic books, there was no movie. They, they right. just they created villains for it, and it saved their company. Became all sorts of uh, money to it. It's unbelievable. Silly putty. Silly putty was invented by a General Electric engineer. And uh, it was designed for a specific purpose. They were trying to hold... It was supposed to be an adhesive for the military. And they they tried to build it, and, and they couldn't get it. They couldn't sell it. So he sold the rights to it for $143. <laughs> now they came up with that number. But then the guy who took it was like, this is the funnest thing in the world. We're going we're gonna to market it. Because, you know, Silly Putty, if you put it on color comics. I was going to say, it would take the comic. And then it you would could bounce. bend it, make it, and it bounced. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it became worth literally millions. The guy bought the rights to it for like $143. Good uh, ROI yeah, there. Tumbly. Well, I'll take a break. We'll come back. Neil Knuckles Greenberg. Stay with us. ESPN 680. One Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. See, that's how much we like Neil Knuckles Greenberg. Is today, Neil, is Bossa Nova Day. And all the rejoined music is supposed to be Bossa Nova. And he started playing that. And I got a little pissed off. And he said, no, no, Neil gets rock music when he comes on. So uh, we'll let it slide because it's you. But I'm not that happy, to be honest with you. Just wanted you to know. Well, it is in my rider, so you don't really have a choice. <laughs> wow. Be sued. He's, he's going to be. I told you he was going to be difficult talent. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, uh, listen, I want, you know what I want to ask you about? I wanted to ask you about something I don't think we've gotten into before. And my guess what is. What do you want to ask me? Here's what it is. Let me tell you what I want to ask you. You tell me what you want to ask me. I want to ask you about money management. You know, now that sports betting is here, it's very exciting for many of us. And we look at it. And we say, okay, but if you really want to make money, somebody like you, who's been doing it a lot longer, a lot more seriously than most of us and our listeners, what's your philosophy on, like, I'll give you one oversimplified example. It's a guy named Brad Free, who I really like. He does horse handicapping on the West yeah, Coast. He's one of the greatest. Yeah, he's very good. He has a philosophy. He says, just if you want to keep it really simple, he says, I never bet a horse that goes off at shorter than four to one odds, and I only bet them to win or place. And then I will, if I, there's another horse in the field that I think is the one I'm really worried about, even if it's the favorite, I'll box it with the one that I'm playing, you know, back and forth. And that's it. And that's what he said. That's if you went there and you did that for the whole card, you'd have fun and you might make some money. So that's really oversimplified, but at least you say, okay, well, that's a philosophy. And actually, I've tried to follow that some days when I've been there. What's a money management sports betting philosophy that you think might work? Well, it's it's something very similar, which is to have a plan, right? What you don't want to do is you don't want to bet so much that it can lead you to the road of ruin. Um, I think a, a, a good 
a good baseline is never bet more than one or two percent of your of your bankroll on any one bet. Um, now a lot of people will scoff at that, but you know, again, I mean, if you're, you know, if your bankroll is a thousand dollars, you're making ten, twenty dollar bets, um, and that at least will keep you from going bankrupt if you're able to actually handicap the games. Mm. Um, you can get a little more um, detailed with it. There's something called Kelly betting. Um, what Kelly betting does, it's a mathematical formula that says, okay. You know, you think that this has, an, uh, let's just say, a 54% chance to win. These are the odds. You should bet this fraction of your bankroll. Oh, okay. So the more certain you are of a particular outcome, you know, you can be a little bit more aggressive based on the odds that are there. And it's actually really good in horse racing because horse racing is basically trying to figure out, you know, what chance the winner has. And then you have, you know, the tote board telling you what, what the odds are. Um so again, I mean, I disagree with Brad Free to, to some extent because if I think a four to one shot has a fifty percent chance of winning the race, I'm betting that horse probably with both hands, mm. um, and and that would also include a margin of error for me. So um, I think that's also important. You know, you have to assume that you're going to be wrong, um, and that you don't have all the information taken into account because if you did, then you know you really wouldn't have a, a reason to manage your bankroll. You would just bet sure things all the time. But I would say, you know, your bet should reflect the risk mm-hmm. and the certainty that you have of the outcome. But here's here's uh, an example. This is pretty good. I, you know, while you were talking, God bless the internet. I never heard of it, but I did the Kelly. There's a Kelly Criterion calculator. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so it says, like, yeah. here's my betting so, account balance. I put a thousand dollars in. I'm just doing this again hypothetically. Put a thousand dollars in. Then it says fractional Kelly betting. You can you 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 want to go standard or conservative? You can go anywhere yeah. in that scale. So I left you it. Always do one at at most. I do one quarter Kelly. Okay. Um, and the way to think about the Kelly multiplier is again, like how certain are you? Like if you have like inside information and you know like a quarterback is going to throw the game. Then you'd go what they call full Kelly. I'd go to the FBI. Is what I do. <laughs> and, you know, if you're certain like the quarterback is not going to play, right, 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 right. Maybe right. that's like half Kelly. If you're just certain like you know the quarterback is, is going to play, but maybe you know he's not as good as you think, then that's like a quarter Kelly. So um, I, it's very rare that I'm betting anything more than half Kelly on any bet because I just it's just impossible to have enough certainty well so that's what um, it says they use like you know a quarter alright because so, fra- it says fractional Kelly betting I made it say .56 but, and then it's I made a, this hypothetical bet where the odds in the sports book are minus 120 and then you have to fill in the probability of winning that's what you interpret I assume to think the chances right. of winning so yeah like a quarter Kelly um, if you had like a say a 60% chance of of this bet winning and you had a thousand dollar bankroll, and the odds were minus one twenty. You probably bet like thirty bucks. Well, actually, it's a little less than that. It says you should bet only ten dollars here. Well, you, that's what for it says. What minus one twenty at sixty percent for a thousand dollar bankroll? That's what it says. It says well, that, that's if you do conservative. Let me do standard. Okay, let me do a standard. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Standard's higher. If it's minus 120 and you think it's a 60% probability of winning and your bankroll's $1,000, the Kelly criterion says you should bet $120. Yeah, that's pretty high. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just use it as a, you know, kind of as a, uh, you know, a checkpoint, you know, before you, you really. And I, but I, I, you know, we've talked about this on the show before. 
like you need to have an idea of the likelihood of your bet winning, right? It's not enough just to say like the 49ers are better than the Lions. That's true. You, you have to you have to come up with a number whether that's the point spread or, you know, probability of them winning because that's how the odds are done. And if you're betting 4 to 1 shots that have a 10% chance of winning, you will go bankrupt. Yeah. And if you're betting 4 to 1 shots that have a 50% chance of winning, you're going to you're going to be very happy with yourself and probably be kicked out of the sports book. <laughs> you know, that's a but I don't think the people I don't think most people know how to determine what they would think their percentage is. Like in other words, well, that's I'm why they shouldn't be betting. Well, I mean, it's it sounds flippant. But I honestly believe that. Like, that is a crucial, crucial component to this whole thing. There are very few people that can just eyeball something and say, yeah, you know what, this line should be plus five, or this line should be, you know, whatever. Um, you know, you, you have to come up with something, because uh, that's what the sports books are doing. They're running literally like thousands and thousands of simulations for when the score is 0-0, zero, zero, when the score is 3-0. Yeah. When, you know, the score's, you know, 3-0 and the quarterback only has 10 pass attempts. Like, they're, you know, they're able to do that in a blink of an eye. You know, if you're not at least doing the bare minimum, you're going you're gonna to fall so woefully behind. It'll just be impossible. Are there sims that are available to the public that they can access that you assume you're not going to have the same tools that, that the sports books are going to have, but something that could help at least where you say, all right, let me put this in and here's my chance. This is because, you know, you see that all the time, like in the game, it'll show you, all right, with this status, you know, this is the percentage chance that this team's going to win. And you always say to yourself, well, how do they, how do they, you know, come up with that? And then I read that they, they they have 10,000 games where that's the situation, and then they find out you know how those turned out, and they did the percentage based off that. Is there any place that the general public could access that? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, ESPN has one. Um, 538 used to have one. Um, you can use the Sagarin ratings for that. Um, you know, Ken Palm has it for basketball. Um, but here's the thing. You're, if it's free how much is it really worth, right? Like, that's... That's true. That's the thing. Like, you're, no one's going to give you a betting model that works for free. Um, and if they did, it wouldn't work very long because the, the books would just look at it, reverse engineer it, and then just fix their line. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough. There's a lot of legwork that needs to be done. You know, that's why parlays are so popular because they allow for a big score from a little bit of money. But again, people don't understand like how difficult it is to even hit a three parlay. Yeah. Um, you know, if you thought that you had an eighty percent chance to win every leg of a three leg parlay, you only have a fifty fifty shot of winning that yeah. parlay. Yeah. Like people don't understand that. They just like, oh, these are locks, like three locks in a row. But that's just not how how math works. Yeah. No, that's 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 true. Math uh, math is uh, um, for for society it's we're supposed to say it. Math is king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today, our sp- our guest is spokesman for the United States Association of Big Mathematics. Math right here, coming at you. <laughs> It's true, though. It is. It really is. I mean, and I find all those things fascinating. You know, there's that. Uh, I know it's not sports betting, but there's that. There's that. Um, uh, what's that? You, you probably know it. I, I, I tried it one time in a casino just for fun. It, it, you go to the crap table and, and it's what is it called? The the the, uh, the cross system or something. It's the oh, man, you bet um, you, you place a. Oh, I got to go look it up now. I thought it was called like an Iron Cross something, but you're betting. 
You're placing a number. You're making a. You're you're covering like all the numbers. I think basically with a combat, and then you're placing the the six and the eight, and yeah. uh, I don't remember. And then you. Well, that's the, that's the second best bet in the house is placing the six and the eight after the roll. Um, the the best bet is obviously the 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 pass line with odds behind it. Um, but you have people betting all sorts of weird combinations. I mean, the craps table is one of the most electric places on earth. But. Uh, Wow, you can lose a lot of money quickly. Yes, that's the sad part about it. But uh, I, I, I can't remember what it's called. There's a name for it. I, do you, if I bring it's it up, you'd say, I, what is, what, what'd you say? It's called losing money. <laughs> well, I saw a guy. I told you this before. I know I brought this up with you because I thought this guy had coyones the size of a building. He was sitting reading a book at the roulette wheel. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's got a stack of $5 chips and he's puts he's just reading his book and he puts $5 on the red and if it wins, he takes that 5 and he moves it to the other pile. If it loses, now he puts a 10 there. And then yeah, if that loses, he puts a 20. What's it called? It's called the Martingale system. There you go. Um, you know, that's an that's that's a tough one because you got to double your bet each time. Yeah, and, and <laughs> when you win, you only make five dollars. I mean, and that's, well, that's why. The thing, but the roulette wheel, it's not a fifty-fifty because of the zeros. And they what, they limit you five. Most of them limit right. you when you get to five hundred dollars. And right. you, even though you say, "Well, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to hit eight blacks in a row." Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> so, it's, but uh, yeah, but he was there and he had nerves of steel. He just kept doing it, and the pile kept getting bigger. And I, I guess they don't stop you. I guess the casino figures at some point. You're gonna you're gonna you know hit that eight blacks that in a row. Coming back, they yeah. know that. So anyway, all right, let's get to the stuff that people want to know about these conference playoff games, these championship games. What about the team right up the road from you? It's going to be the Ravens' year. Is it going to be the Lions' year? What do you think? Ravens look good. I mean, Kansas City is coming in. You know, the offense looks like it's it's on the it's on the upswing. Um, I got to say though, a lot of people are expecting like a high scoring game here. I am not one of them. I, I like the under in this game. I think that we're looking at two very good defenses, especially the Ravens. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Kansas City um, has a really good defense. Also, you know, it's a <clears throat> conference championship game. I think they're going to play a little bit tighter than normal. Um, I'm actually on the under here. And um, under, last I checked, was like 44.5. I'm actually taking the under 42.5 at plus money. I think we're going to see wow. a, a low-scoring game here. All right. I'm trying to – I'm getting into my Bet MGM website here, and I'm going to just see what the very latest numbers say. Any movements on the line yet that have caught your attention? Uh, no, not yet. I mean, it's at 3.5. So, <clears throat> for me, you're either taking the Kansas City Chiefs, at plus three and a half, or you're going to take Baltimore at minus six and a half because of the key numbers seven and three. Um, yeah, so I uh, I would not play Baltimore minus three and a half. I would actually take the minus six and a half at plus money and just uh, bet on one of the key numbers being hit. All right, well, it's taking me a while to get this to load here. I apologize to you for that, but. Um Nick, you have any luck getting in your? I'm on the account here, but it won't let me look up the the, the spreads here. I'm not sure why. Um, if I hit that, it should tell, take me right. Give me one to second. NFL. There it is. Now I got it. Okay. All right. So let's see what we got here. Um, it's confirming that I'm in Kentucky, which is. By the way, we lament about Kentucky being behind the times. You can't get this. There's not sports betting in a bunch of places I just was. There's none in North Carolina, none in Texas. Um, do you have it in Virginia at least? Yes. 
Thank goodness for that, yeah. at least. Yeah, but once you, once like I drove to, uh, we had a road trip to Florida, <clears throat> and once I passed the Virginia state line, there was no sports betting until I got home. That's incredible. I, I mean, yeah. I, I always think that we're behind everybody I else. North Carolina was on the verge, though. I hope so, because um, I was, it may still be a little bit. I felt a little bit lost. I didn't realize. I was like, this is no fun. I was shaking the whole time. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So what, what it says on BetMGM right now, the over-under for Chiefs and Ravens is 44 and a half. What did you say you played it at? 42 and a half. At, wow. I think I got plus 18. Wow, so that's you're pretty confident it's going to be under that. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I could see 21-20 or, or worse. Okay. Um, I could see 24-17, something like that. All right. What about Lions and Niners? Any any uh, bets of your liking yeah, there? Yeah, so. Um, I I actually jumped on minus six and a half because they released the look ahead lines for the Super Bowl and reverse engineering those. This game should probably be lined Forty Niners minus seven and a half. Okay. So I jumped on the minus six and a half. Um, I'm not sure there are any six and a halfs left. Yeah. Um, it's minus seven now. Yeah. So I'm going something else for print. Um, I'm looking at uh, George Kittle under. 59-and-a-half receiving yards. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people will be on the over for the wide receivers, both him and um, Ayuk, because of a uh, possible injury to Debo Samuel. <clears throat> but, again, Detroit's, Detroit's defense is good. They're really good against tight ends. Um, tight ends as a group average about 55 receiving yards. Only two have gone over 60, uh, Mark Andrews and um, one of the other ones. Um I, I think after you adjust for strength of schedule, Detroit Lions secondary against tight ends is even better. Um, I think if, if the defense doesn't have to worry about Debo, whether because he's injured or just you know reduced in for, for button the shoulder injury, um, I think it'll be much easier for them to focus on the other two. Um, so I'm going under 59 and a half receiving yards. Lions, this one is a, they're going to hold, but you know, as you go deeper into football, you get all these different kinds of bets. This one says, which, well, based on what you're saying, highest scoring game, Lions and 49ers minus 200, Chiefs and Ravens plus 155. You feel? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the Ravens game. Well, then by definition, it would be the other game. So let's. Yeah, uh, but I can't tell you, like, how certain I am. So that goes back to what we talked about, right? So. Um, you said the odds for the Chiefs were what? Minus the Chiefs and Ravens' five. highest scoring highest scoring game be plus one fifty five. Lions and Forty ers would be minus two hundred. Yeah, so that's like a two two thirds of the chance that the uh, the Lions game is going to be higher. Um, I'm, I I don't know what that number should be. I'm thinking about it, and I don't know. I just don't see high scoring games this weekend in in the conference championship. Yes, yeah, so they both say so both could be. So you could be right that the Chiefs Ravens is under, but it might not be the the. the it still might score more points than the other game because they yeah, both they might. Be I mean, again, yeah. you know, Debo Samuel is a big part of the offense. Um, Detroit's defense is good. San Francisco's. Yeah, I just um, that's a tough one. I don't know if I would. Uh, I don't know if I'd advocate that wager. All right, fair enough. All right, brother. Always fun to talk to you. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for being part of Bossa Nova Day, even though you wrecked it with your walk-up music. So appreciate uh, you. I'm here, to please. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, talk to you later, Neil Greenberg. We enjoy him very much. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more Bossa Nova music and maybe some sports. Today, I didn't realize it was a tale of two Greenbergs. What happened? We got Neil Greenberg. Oh, my God. And then God. we have Seth Greenberg. And then uh, we had Fred Calgill. Oh, wait a minute. No, that one, yeah. No. Darn it, didn't work. So Greenberg, Greenberg, and Calgill. Sounds like a law firm. Yeah, it could be a law firm. Very nice. All right. Uh, stay with us. ESPN 680-1057.